Number two underway, it is 9.02. We thank you for tuning in. As promised, now delivered, Paul Woody will be inducted into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame the weekend of April 19th and 20th here in Henrico County at the new sports complex events, uh, sports and event complex over on Northside in Henrico County. Good morning, Hawes. Good morning, Al. Long time no see, which is my fault. No fault at yeah. all. It's, uh, well, we're, uh, You've got uh, you've got many guests that you have to get on. So. Well, you should be high up on that list. I'm just the guy roaming around the area. So. Yeah. You're the guy that just got inducted, is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. That you should be higher up on the list, and it's been my uh, misfiring that is that I haven't gotten in touch with you sooner. But congratulations! This well, is, thank you so much, and a, uh, you're kind to have me on now. So. No, so you're you're honoring the studio. You're honoring us with your being here. <laughs> so now, hey, look, now when did you find out? What day did you find out? I found out uh, November the sixth, actually. Oh, did you? Yeah. What yeah. was your reaction? Would you? I mean, did you? I guess did you know you were on the ballot? No, I did not. Um, I had been on the ballot before and, and not gotten in. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, maybe it's not meant to be, so just get on with life. And um, no, so I didn't uh, think about it at all. I was not informed that I was on the ballot. And I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know that they had met or decided and got a phone call. Uh, 757 area code and you know i don't know i'm not sure if you're old enough but uh <laughs> yes this this time of year you're inundated with calls wanting you to switch to medicare advantage and i figured uh, it's another medicare advantage call and i was out for a walk with a friend and didn't take it and uh, there was a voicemail they don't usually leave voicemail i called and the uh will um Driscoll said, uh, give him a call. And I thought, well, either he has good news or he wants me to write a story about something. So <laughs> uh, called and he said, hey, you're in. And I was really surprised. So yeah. happy, yeah. excited, surprised. Were yeah. you still walking with your friend when you made the return call? No, no. I, I, uh, I was, in fact, uh, <laughs> um, over... <clears throat> I was in a, an office park parking lot because I had I was I was going to get more steps and going to walk in Laris Park and uh, called him from there and uh, hey the walk was <laughs> all of a sudden you're about a foot off the ground <laughs> it was, it's got to be exciting it is sure I mean, is yeah know, I mean little old guy like me from Roanoke Virginia and uh, yeah, but. playing all those years in Washington Park and sitting on the bench on the basketball team and <laughs> running uh in anyway so you got, yeah, you got was, in for what's between the ears well if that's the case and i wouldn't have gotten in now let's be honest <laughs> well, about that well you can't play sports you just said <laughs> and they say you can't, you can't you can't get in on your brain power how the heck did you get in <laughs> <laughs> now what did mrs the lovely mrs woody say when you did you call her or you waited till you got home or you were already at home no i waited till i got home yeah that's right uh, you're on the steps that's right and uh i think she was out I think she might have been she's got a consulting job she's doing right now so i don't know if she's even home um she however 
I found out, had been tipped off that uh, I was being considered. And so she didn't say anything to me. And uh, so she wasn't as surprised as I was. But, how about uh, that? Yeah, how about that? Well, she had to be happy that it was announced and that they called you and said you're in. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so who do it now? I guess you can, you can or can't disclose who tipped her off. Don't feel like you have to if you don't want to do that. I'd rather not. That's but, fine. Uh, That's yeah, fine. she's. Uh, don't, don't want to disclose a tipster. No, she was told he's on the ballot. That doesn't mean he'll get in, but he is uh, being considered. So, so well, yeah. good. That's uh, it's exciting. It really is exciting. How Nolly's going in? Yeah. Of course, a Petersburg native. I, I knew him from when I was, I don't know, nine, ten, eleven, something like that. He he was he would come out to the little leagues and help teams. And that didn't help me much. It didn't help my, my lack of skills. He didn't, couldn't do much with, with uh, what I had. But I knew him there. And then he would also uh, coach the Tywater Academy, as you know. And I think he beat uh, Coach Rupp a couple times at Benedictine. He tried to explain to us that little old Gibbons how to be Benedictine. We lost by 50-some. <laughs> so that didn't take either. But he was a great coach at Randolph-Macon. Uh, he was a great coach. He would have been a great coach wherever he had been. Mm-hmm. He just felt that uh, – Randolph-Macon was home. They'd been good to him, and he was going to be good to them, and he was ensconced out there, and he was sort of uh, the Buddha of the bench. I think somebody (laughs) wrote about him one time. might have been me, but anyway, he was was always fun to talk to. Uh, uh, Did a tremendous job and uh, held his players to a certain standard, not just on the court but off the Mm -hmm. court, and... uh, yeah, he's very deserving to get in, and it's, I think he might have said to me, "It's surprised he wasn't already in." Yeah, so, there are those who believe he should have been in center, but he's in now. He's in, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's just, it's a pretty heavyweight class. Yeah, you got, uh, Craig Littlepage and uh, Jill Ellis, yeah. World Cup stuff, and yeah. uh, Sean LaShawn Merritt, Olympic medals. Uh, Chris Long, yeah, NFL right. Man of the Year, two-time Super Bowl. It's uh, you're in, and then me, and uh, <laughs> you're walking in tall cotton. Not sure that uh, <laughs> I'm going to be the big draw out there, but uh, well, so if there's a picture of all the inductees, you say who who don't belong in this picture? <laughs> That's not the case, though. You do belong in it. Uh, We've got a caller for you. Okay, uh, Reggie. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. You're on with Paul Woody. Uh, new inductee into the Hall of Fame. We will be inducted in in uh, mid-April. Go right ahead. Reggie, the, the Two Hall of Famers. Two Hall of Famers. No, there's only one Hall of Famer in this room. But go ahead. Reggie, the, the, Cowboys, the Cowboys are pretty good this year, so i got to give you that. So. Well, I fired Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, and it's a conversation we have to have off the air. But, Mr. Woody, I want to thank you for looking out for our dear friend, the late Coach Lou Anderson. And oh, yeah. back in the day when you covered Virginia State, what would you talk about Coach Lou Anderson? Lou Anderson? Oh, I covered him when he was a high school coach. Uh, he was an yeah. uh, excellent high school coach. He was a good guy to be around, a good guy to talk to. Um, I always I'll never lack for a good quote. Uh, all those guys <laughs> over there, Lou Anderson, Pierce Callahan, Frank Threets, um, if you wanted to talk to them, they would talk. They would. Uh, they were honest. They were straightforward. They uh, they were gentlemen. Uh, they were. It was. It was always a pleasure 
to go and work with those people. You know, Bob Booker yeah. and all those guys. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, they were. They were. They treated you well when you came into their building, and uh, they were available win or lose after games. They were just good guys, and uh, I yeah. think I think they did an excellent job with the with uh, the young men that they dealt with. Uh, I remember Pierce Callahan yeah. used to have a. Um, a, a study hall for an hour or two hours before practice the kids came in and worked on their homework and did their schoolwork and and then they went to practice they go so, they'd be ticked yeah. off and go to way to get a good practice in yeah so yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah good guys all of them and and lou was yeah. uh, was certainly one of the best so we don't forget the white shadow dave robbins well, you can't forget you can't forget Coach Robbins. Uh, <laughs> Three did, time national champ. Yeah, and you know, I had a chance probably to to be five or six time national champ. It uh, didn't quite work out. So, but he yeah. was there, and his teams were always good, and they they played hard. They played uh, that sort of shifting. What's he called? I don't know what he called it. That's that defense that he mm-hmm. sort of designed and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy, I had good teams. Ben Wallace and oh, a lot of – Charles of, Oakley. Say, yeah, yeah. sent a lot of guys to the NBA. So, yeah. Terry Davis. Terry, Terry Davis. Terry Davis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. My, my man, people, all those guys. I just want to say congratulations. Well-deserved. And you always was a, a gentleman to us back in the day. I'm really <laughs> proud of what you've done. You really looked out for me on a personal couple of things that we know personally. You – you kind of took care of me, so I'm not going to say nothing else. <laughs> okay, well, you know, I tell you what, my parents my parents raised me to treat people the way I wanted to be treated. So that's what I tried to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's stuck, too. Again, sir. Hey, thank you, Reggie. Appreciate the call. Good to hear from you, Reggie. Uh, Reggie, you haven't got a great memory because you brought up Cowboys. Uh-huh. The only thing is, a few years ago, Jerry Jones did something to tick him off, <laughs> and uh, he has dropped the Cowboys. I don't think he follows any particular team now. Okay. Maybe Washington, but uh, but he's not. A, but what, I mean, you have, that's a great memory that you have that, he, that you could remember that he followed the Cowboys. Well, Cowboy Reggie. He used that. to be Cowboy <laughs> Reggie, and, uh, and Redskin Derby Bill used to be Redskin Bill. So, yeah. Well, Jerry Jones must have really ticked him off. He did because, something. Uh, he wouldn't tell me on the air, uh-huh. but that's that. So anyway, uh, I, I want to. We'll take a pause here. Hear from our fine sponsors. We'll come on back. I want to talk about y- your career and as it evolved over the years with the News Leader, and y'all merged in 1992, I believe it was with the Correct. Times Dispatch. Which uh, that's the year I came on the air. Believe it or not, it was January '92. Really? Yeah. About that. Yeah. And here you are. <laughs> here I am, growing still, moss. Still going, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for you. So, but it's uh, it was just as funny to think about the two of them merging. And uh, I guess it was an odd situation for you, likes of you and Mike Harris and some others that came over uh, with the merger. But we'll get to that. I want we need to take a pause here from our, our sponsors and and come back. Paul Woody's with us. If you like, feel free to give a call three two seven zero eight 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 or sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, Paul is uh, is. Uh, Justifiably and uh, certifiably, and I can't think of any other word right now, but uh, deserving, deserving is the best word. Certifiable, Certifiable. is is how I've been referred to. Uh, But deservingly going into the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Stay with us. We shall return right here, 106.1 ESPN.
Let's get social. Follow us on X and Instagram at ESPN Richmond. And find us on Facebook by searching ESPN Richmond. Don't miss a thing from your home for sports in Richmond. 1061 ESPN. Forty years with the News Leader and the Times Dispatch, retired. Don, don't tell me now. I came to the Times Dispatch and uh, I had a question, but I was too shy to stand up and have Michael Phillips ask me. All right, what's your what's your question for Paul? Because I'm shy. People don't believe that, but I am. And uh, it's been. Um, let me get. Let me get. Two years ago, this past January, will be three years of January, February. It will be. Technically, my last day was December twenty eighth, nineteen nineteen. Nineteen nineteen. simple. So that's four years. It's coming simple up. to say, yeah. Right, started twenty twenty. I retired. Uh, so when did they have the function for you? Is that it, was in January of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Sorry, I missed by a year. So yeah, it'll be four uh, years. Wow. coming up soon. Does it seem like it? No, it doesn't. Actually, no. Uh, it's feel, it doesn't feel. It feels like it's been a year or two. Yeah. But, uh, any uh, any desire to get back in it, or is this a rearview mirror? It's, it's pretty much a rearview mirror. I you know, I try to. I don't write enough now. Um, you gonna be writing something soon though, Hoss, for April nineteenth and twentieth. You know we have all these streaming services you pay yeah. for. You got to use them. You pay for them. You got to use them. So uh, <laughs> that keeps me. But uh, no, it's the whole landscape is is so different now yeah. and. Uh, Newspapers are different. The news business is different. Uh, it's so much. Somebody, I was reading something the other day. Um, it might have been about those guys, you know, the big newsbreakers, Schefter and uh, Jay. Yeah. What's, what's the guy's Adam name? Adam Schefter and uh, I know that name. Uh, Mortensen's not there anymore. He's no, gone. No, but there's. A, Schefter and who? I don't know. The Fox, the Fox, maybe he's a Fox. Oh, Jay Glazer. Glazer, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Talking about it isn't getting the story one day before somebody else it's getting the story one minute before somebody else yeah. and that's what it that's what it's down to now it and used it, to be day didn't it yeah well, if you can narrow it down and I, if this is possible just to say it you know say it but what, what what do you miss most is there one or two things maybe you miss the most of being a writer for 40 years and then a columnist you know a reporter a beat writer and then a columnist towards the end of your career I mean, what is it one thing you miss the most one thing well if you can i mean that's hard it's a tough question well i miss <laughs> I don't miss the deadlines, but I miss the discipline that was required to meet a deadline uh-huh. because you had to sit down or stand up or wherever because yeah. you, you're working in you're working in the office, you're working at venues, you're working sitting on the floor in an airport mm-hmm. uh, because you, that's where the electrical outlet is. Uh, I've worked in. I've worked in bathrooms, Al. <laughs> uh, uh, years ago, Saps and Bill Millsaps mm-hmm. and I went to a. It was just uh, 
to a, a Washington game in St. Louis. This was the St. Louis Cardinals. Right. And we, we in fact, we went out there that morning. Uh, that's when you could do that. And St. Louis is one of the coldest places on earth, it seems. And they had an open air press box. And so we had, I had this thing, it was called a porta bubble, and it was the size of a small suitcase. And I put that behind me in the press box. And, um, and so Dave Lewis was there from the uh, Virginian pilot. This was before Jim Ducebella took the beat took over on the beat and Dave Lewis said well you guys don't want to write in the press box come on over I've got a room across the street it was a huge Marriott across directly across the street from the stadium so we went over there my, my, my saps and Dave Lewis in his hotel room and the porta bubble was frozen and it took about a half an hour for the thing to throw out enough so I could write and and so Lewis was at the desk, and Saps was maybe sitting on the bed or something writing. And I, you know, I needed a phone to send. So Dave Lewis said, "Well, you can sit in the bathroom and write if you want to." And that's where I did. And I finally got the thing thought enough that I could write, and you know, put the phone in the top of the porta bubble and send the story. And then Saps and I got went out and got in a taxi that barely made it up a hill to get uh, out to downtown and out to the airport and we got back that night uh it was quite a quite a quite a day now it's almost a double entendre i don't miss deadlines which of course no writer ever wants to miss a deadline and the same thing you don't miss the pressure of hitting the deadline so i like the way you turn you phrase that uh what don't you miss oh gosh i don't miss social media uh that was uh, that just wasn't anything that I found to be too much fun. Um, um, I, I don't miss the way the business was changing, and I don't miss the way that so much depended on how how much it cost to get someplace, even if it was just, say, to north carolina for one night in a hotel mm-hmm. it was everything was just uh scrutinized so carefully and uh there was a time when both papers in town were so ambitious and uh, try we covered almost covered the world we covered the olympics we yeah. covered world series we covered playoffs we covered super bowls we covered nba playoffs we did uh all these golf tournaments, um, all the races. Uh, we were just always constantly on the move, constantly going, yeah. constantly looking for stories, constantly uh, sort of asserting ourselves on the national stage to say, hey, we might be in Richmond, but we're one of the top 50, top 100 papers in the country in terms of circulation, mm-hmm. and we have people who have uh, – big ambitions and big goals and uh, big vision and we're out there trying to 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 meet all those things our guest is paul woody 40 years with the news leader and the times dispatch richmond newspapers and will be inducted in the hall of fame virginia sports hall of fame april 9th the weekend of april 19th and 20th it'll be held at the Nrico complex the new sports and events center and uh well deserved uh 
And uh, I've been, you know, and I did not get the news later, but when you came aboard the Time Dispatch, became familiar with you 32 years ago when you, when that merger occurred, um, almost 32. Um, I, I was a big fan of of, of, of Bill Millsaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going back to 1981 when I was doing a little work with uh, buddies in the fan. And uh, Saps would come in there occasionally. Mm-hmm. He, the guy I was working with was a, call, a guy called Spiffo. And uh, anyway, he knew Spiffo and, and Buddy Malama and all that. And uh, Anyway, uh, if you can, in a word, Saps, in a word. Well, um, uh, <laughs> one Go word. I, I don't know if I have one can, word. He can, was, uh-huh. If you he, can. He was a charismatic mm-hmm. figure. He was an excellent writer. Yeah. Um, he was uh, very personable, which I think uh, endeared him to all the people he covered. And uh, he was he was uh, always honest with me and everyone else. And I think he was just uh, a very um, talented and uh, decent person. And and I would say the same about Jennings Cully, who was my sports editor uh-huh. for. Uh, from December 3rd, 1979, until he retired in 1992 at the merger. Mm-hmm. So I think I had him on one of those TV shows I did, Mr. Yeah. Cully, yeah. way back. Well, um, uh, Jackie the Bee, Jackie Berninger. <laughs> Berninger. Uh, Jackie, ja- Jackie the Bee, uh, great guy, too. He, I, I, just, I liked him a lot as well. And he, he forced you guys to come down and talk to me, except for O'Connor and... Uh, uh, who don't want to? Do, didn't want to do radio back then. And then uh, Lipper, Lipper, uh, Lipper never did anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he didn't have to force me. I'll come in and talk on the radio <laughs> anytime. But jeez, uh, Jack, I gotta go talk to that guy again. No, you know, <laughs> Jack Berniger sent me a, a, an email congratulating me, and I wrote back and said, "Thank you, not just for this congratulations, but thank you for your help and your guidance <laughs> and your support." and your suggestions over the years uh you know he made he helped me become a better writer and uh that's what you hope for in an editor mm-hmm. and that's what you got from jack berninger so uh, he, uh, he would help you become he helped you become a better writer and what would be say just an example one example of that don't say it this way say it that way use fewer words you don't need to use less many words when mm-hmm. uh when don't need to use five words when two words will work. Uh, and uh, hey, <laughs> I if you would let me, you being the big universal you, <laughs> I might go off the rails from time to time, and Jack would sort of gently guide me back yeah. onto the rails. So well, you know, you could always fire back at him. He had on a nice jacket when he was standing there in a photo with Julius Irving. <laughs> <laughs> A nice haircut, a nice jacket, Jack. <laughs> it was the time. It was the it time. Was the time. It was and the time. Jack was a. I, I enjoyed Jack Berninger a whole lot, and he looked out for me. Uh, you know, with the with the with with sending you guys down and going out of town and reporting all over the world. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we got a caller, and then there's some more questions I want to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey, go right ahead. Hey, how, how y'all doing? Congratulations. Mr. Woody on a Hall of Fame. Well, well, well thank, deserved. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you to say. And one thing I uh, wanted to tell you that I really enjoyed, and this, this is back <laughs> in the day, 
there was this thing in the Sunday paper called the Sunday Punch. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was the lighter side of sports. And uh, there was sports cartoons. And it was uh, that was something I really enjoyed. I, you don't see that much anymore. No, they that uh, I was sorry to see that sort of uh, disappear. Uh, that that was uh, you know that was Howard Owen who was uh, sports editor when we first first merged, and Jack Berniger's idea to come up with that. Um, I had been writing a column for the News Leader, and they thought that the Sunday Punch uh, spot would be a good place for um, a Sunday column for me. I would write one column during the week, cover the then Redskins, um, and write the Sunday Punch column. And uh, they those were supposed to be uh, strong opinion pieces and, or lighter opinion pieces, and they were a lot of fun to do. Uh, I enjoyed those immensely, and I'm... I'm you know, I'm glad that you like them. That page was 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 that column. It was letters from readers, which we eventually stopped doing, uh, unfortunately. And uh, maybe a column from some other paper somewhere else in the country. But it was a good page, and it was kind of a unique page. And that was uh, uh, it had many strong points. Yeah. Did you ever draw some of those? <laughs> they didn't want stick figures so no i did not joe Kennedy did the cartoons and yeah. he did an excellent job with them he did actually he used to work with me you know, yeah he, that's he, right that's he right would he would do the he was he would run the board produce and and uh joe, joe Kennedy's he's a good man he is good yeah. he's a good guy he always guy. told him the figures in there looked a little bit like him <laughs> and they did to me they did anyway hey uh, thank you thank you uh short pump Corey. Yeah, appreciate one last quick question. yeah quick one quick uh i remember you in vcu commonwealth times what started you uh wanting to write and i'll let you answer that okay Bye. thank well, you Corey. um i was a i'd finished my freshman year in college it was uh you have to have a job you know you need to earn money and i was literally uh, umpiring uh it wasn't even a little league baseball game it was whatever midget league baseball game or whatever it was they call it and uh, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I was in Roanoke for the summer, and I said, you know, I was just thinking I had had a really good uh, English teacher, uh, two good, excellent English teachers my freshman year, uh, who I owe a lot to them, particularly Ann Jordan, who was my lit- uh, literature and composition teacher as a freshman first semester who would actually read some of my stuff to the rest of the class. She liked it so much. And um, I thought, well, I like to write. I like sports. I'll, I'm going to try to be a sports writer. Uh, yeah. And uh, it, wasn't all, it, wasn't, it wasn't a straight path to it, but eventually I got there. And <laughs> I, I talked to my friend Bob McClellan, who was sports editor of the afternoon paper in Roanoke and is also a member of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Hmm. And he told me to go work for the school paper, and I did that. And uh, uh, after that, uh, I was doing some stringing for the news leader. I went to the 
my the lovely Mrs. Woody went to Kentucky. She wanted to get her master's in library science. We moved to Lexington, Kentucky. I worked for the paper there. <laughs> Came back, was stringing for the news leader, and finally got hired full time. And 40 years later, you're going into the Hall of Fame. We need to take a pause in return here from our fine sponsors. Paul Woody is with us. And Paul, 40 years with the news leader and Times Dispatch, you know, the, of course, media general and the Richmond newspapers. And, uh, and, and uh, Berkshire Hathaway and yeah. Lee Enterprises. And, uh, and Warren Buffett's right-hand man, wing, <laughs> wingman, passed away. You know, I gave and, uh, him so many... T- financial tips and uh, what does he do for me he just made another billion that's all as we since you've been on the air (laughs) well i read the other day he's holding 157 billion in cash just in cash um warren you could have given that to some of your employees i just want to say that (laughs) yeah tell him no that's back pay plus interest uh we'll take a pause return paul woody with us going to the hall of fame in april and uh, well deserved and uh i'm I'm happy he's all get out for him and i'm glad he came in with us today stay with us we shall return right here 1061 espn i'm big al sports fund alan on the other side of the glass paul woody our guest till 10 o'clock feel free to call in we've had a couple calls and don't be shy 327-0888 stay with us Hey, it's Mike Greenberg. Join me in the Hashtag Crew every morning at 10. It's Greeny. Starting at 10 o'clock after Sports Phone with Big Al on 106.1 ESPN. Streaming live on the iHeartRadio. We have returned. Not that we went anywhere. We're sitting here chatting. And Paul Woody is with us. And uh, Paul, I've got three or four questions I want to hit you with and, and get some, a few quick answers from you. But Boy Toy Roy, the face that sank a thousand ships, is with us right now to get on the air. Hello, Roy. Go right ahead. You're with Paul Woody. Good morning, gentlemen. Paul, first, uh, congratulations and accolades. You certainly deserve uh, uh, going into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I'm also glad to see that you'll be sharing the di- uh, dais with uh, – Rick Jeffries, uh, very mm-hmm. deserving. Yes. But uh, uh, I go all the way back to people like Earl Kopp and Max Ayla. That's yeah. that's how old I am. <laughs> but uh, uh, you mentioned a name a few minutes ago, and I'm just wondering. Uh, you mentioned Howard Owens, uh-huh. and uh, he wrote uh, seven, six, seven uh what I thought were excellent novels that I enjoyed reading because uh, he used Central Virginia as his backdrop for his novels. Uh, is, to your knowledge, is, is he just stopped writing, or is he going to be writing any more No, I think he's probably, I think he's probably written more than six or seven, and he, as soon as he finishes one, as soon as one is published, he's um, usually got half of the next one done. So um, no, he's still writing, and you're right; those bo- those are excellent books. And he's he's got a character uh, newspaper <laughs> uh, guy yeah. uh, is one of his uh, main characters now, solving <laughs> different crimes that are, that occur, yeah. and uh, very entertaining, very well written. And no, Howard is uh, is still uh, writing, I think, and still doing an excellent still work. Pardon me. Does he still live over in Midlothian? Uh, I don't know. He does not. Yeah. Well, I, I just, uh, like I said, the whole purpose of you being there is to be honored, and you certainly uh, certainly are deserving of that. Uh, 
because I can tell you, I'm I'm one of uh, Al's archaeological finds, and so uh, <laughs> I've been around to see a That's lot a of them. That's the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, once again, uh, I'll get off so that you can uh, uh, talk, Al, and you a bit more erudite uh, matters. So uh, uh, once again, congratulations. Glad to see you well, going in. Thank you so much, and uh, nope. I, would, I would like to say I'm flattered to be in going in because there are a number of other sports writers in the state who deserve to be in as well and i'm just uh, uh i'm just uh fortunate to be have been selected this year and there'll be others coming after me well, the bottom and, line is this when you have a opportunity to distinguish yourself step forward and that's what you're doing so well, congratulations thank you so much thank you roy okay, thank you roy i appreciate your call um the uh, one of the writers i always enjoyed in the in the, the group of y'all that jack would send and uh, requested that y'all either appear or do it by phone was garvey weininger uh-huh. i liked him a lot yes he was a, a good just a good man who just as natural as bark on tree hard hard not to like Garvey. yeah and uh, i was really very sorry when he passed away mm-hmm. uh but uh, just a nice, nice guy. Uh, Clarkson followed him up, but I never got in touch with Clarkson. He seemed like a nice guy as well. Uh, anyway, uh, you, you were the beat writer for the Redskins going back to 79 or 80. I believe it was 79 maybe? 80, 80? was my first season with him. Yeah, yes. okay. That's Jack, Jack Party's last year, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, of course that's when Joe Gibbs came in, lost his first five, and thought he was going to lose the lose his job. But after those first five losses, he won 140 and lost only 60. Yeah. Thereafter, 700 ball. And his wife said, "Don't go back that second time. You might tarnish your reputation." <laughs> Which he did, and he didn't. I mean, he got two play, he milked two playoffs out of four years with not not much talent. But anyway, did you like covering them? I mean, I've seen you sitting and talking to Joe Gibbs, you know, at training camp or, or up up at Ashburn or the prior place. I, I, I mean, what, did you like covering the Redskins as they were called then, the Washington team? Did I mean, was that a, a, a labor of love or was it a pain in the neck? Both. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, it was the NFL was as big as anything. The Super Bowl was as big as anything, and it was always nice to be at the at the at the center of all the action. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And the nice thing about the Gibbs era was that he was there twelve years initially, and you got to, you could get to know him. And there was a bunch. There were a number of us, and me, Deucebella, Dave Lewis, uh, like I said before, Deucebella, John Marcon, mm-hmm. um, John Kime, who came along a little later. Uh, in fact, John actually wasn't there for the Gibbs' first go around. Um, <coughs> Richard Justice, Gary Pomerantz from the Post, Lennon Shapiro from the Post, mm-hmm. uh, Christine Brennan, and we all were there and. And we got to know them, and Gibbs did not keep you from talking to his assistants. And this is amazing to think about. He's, if you were to say, well, so-and-so is hurt, what is it, which hand? He said, uh, talk to Bubba. Bubba Tire was a trainer, yeah. and you could actually talk to Bubba Tire about the injuries. And you would learn about the injuries, but you'd learn a little bit about the whole um uh, anatomy of a, of a of a football player, you know what all the things that could go wrong with a guy. You just talked. You had to wait Bubba out sometimes. Son of a gun would 
that would be in there for mm. half an hour after practice or third, an hour after practice, and you're just sitting there waiting. Come on, Bubba. Come on, Bubba. I got a deadline. And he would come out, but he would uh, he would give you the, the information. And now those guys guard that like it is a state secret. So yeah, different, that's yeah. different. Yeah. And Gibbs was very self-effacing. And I'll tell you yeah. one quick story about Gibbs. This was after football. He was, he was running his NASCAR team, and they came to Richmond, and he had uh, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. And they finished one, two, and four. And I can't remember. I think Logano was fourth. And I can't remember who won the race. And so Gibbs comes in to the, to the uh, uh, media center, and he first he comes right over to me and says, Hey, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Because he, <laughs> he was always saying, He was always saying, always saying, you know, you know, always giving me grief. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? And I said, Well, one, two, and four. Is that the best you could do? You couldn't do one, two, and three? And if maybe do you think if you didn't spend so much time in Logano's pit, he might have gotten third? And Gibbs just burst out laughing and just cackled because he, you know, he and I knew each other mm-hmm. well enough that you, I could say that. He was a very self-evasing guy. Yeah. And that, yeah. was, that was part of the fun of, of, of working with Gibbs. So... Yeah. Um, that was enjoyable. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. He's not in any way. The time I've had him on the air a couple of times, and then of course just watching him, being a fan for so long, that he's not the kind of guy that blows his own horn. No, he's quite the opposite. No, and so. and we always had the theory that yeah, when we would see him, first time we would see him would be Wednesday after practice. And our theory was, and it was correct to a point, that we were the first humans he had seen outside of the building. Because he would spend the night yeah. Monday and Tuesday trying to get ready for the Wednesday practice. So. Mm. Well, this little note as we go to a pause in 1967 with Jurgensen at quarterback and the likes of Charlie Taylor, Bobby Mitchell, and Jerry Smith, mm-hmm. the receivers finished one, two, and four in the National Football League in receivers. How about so, that? How about that? A one, two, four. But that was long before Gibbs and totally irrelevant to what we're talking about. Well, Just something when you said one, two, and four, it flashed into my coconut. Right. So. Yeah, there was also the year that Monk. Clark and Ricky Sanders each had a thousand yards yeah. receiving. Yeah. Amazing there. Yeah. All right. We'll take a pause and come back and wrap up. Paul Woody with us and uh, give a call if you like. 327-0888. Paul Woody going to the Hall of Fame come April. April 19th and 20th, Paul will be inducted. I can't wait to hear the uh, edited version that Mrs. Woody will assist you with. <laughs> the lovely Mrs. Woody. I can't wait. <laughs> I love I look forward to it. All right. Stay with us right here on 1061 ESPN. This week, just head to our website and to our This Week on 1061 ESPN Richmond page for a preview of what's to come on 1061 ESPN. Paul, what are you with us? And, and Paul, we uh, were talking about Deuce Abella, good guy in Norfolk, of course, written a book or two and in the Hall of Fame as well. Just right. a nice guy for the Norfolk. He used to be called the Norfolk Virginian Pilot, I believe, wasn't it? Well, yeah. yeah. The Virginian Pilot uh, actually was a Norfolk Ledger star. Oh, that's okay. I think. Uh, right. they, but that was one of those combined papers. That... Let, me, uh, let me ask you just a couple questions. Richmond, Carlisle, or Frostburg? Put it in order. Where you sure, Carlisle, uh-huh. Rich Hosses. They got a restaurant there called Hosses, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Carlisle, particularly the second time because it had gone from being sort of just 
a perfunctory place to a, a nice little village of a town mm-hmm. with good restaurants, which always mattered to me, and um, uh, pretty good accommodations for the press. All the mm-hmm. they built, uh, so Carlisle was the best. Uh, Frostburg was hard because it was so far away, so far up in the mountains. And just sort of there was there was not much to the mm-hmm. pardon me Frostburgians. I don't like to brag. One of my best lines was a pre-training camp column I wrote, and it said, "You go through four states to get to Frostburg from Richmond. You go through Virginia, Maryland, West Virginia, and Depression." So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember you always writing about you go through beautiful Paul Paul Virginia. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, give directions, yeah. and yeah. and of course there was uh, in Berkeley Springs, uh, West Virginia. There was the uh, what was it? Uh, what was the name of the little place you go by uh, with a brick wall in front of it? Don't know because I I only went that uh, way once. So. Okay, I can't remember. But it was Miss Somebody or others. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, but I like Frostburg because it was it, now it, it was five hours from here, give or take. Uh, but it was cooler. It was nice. There was nothing right. to do, which is perfect for getting up at four thirty in the morning. Well, it was it was interesting. One of the first mornings in Frostburg of Norv Turner's tenure in Frostburg, mm-hmm. I walked up to practice, and there was so much early morning fog. You really had a hard time seeing what was on, hit the players on the other side of the field. It was it was uh, it was cool, yeah. But it was also foggy and frosty. So. Well, you had you you had your bicycle, or maybe riding your bike around campus yeah, up there. Dormitories you stayed was, in. Frostburg was that was a mountain. You were in the mountains there. Yeah. So. Favorite sport to cover? Oh gosh, uh, people ask me this all the time, and it's really whatever season it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, O'Connor made a good point one time. John O'Connor said that uh, college basketball was one of his favorites because you had pretty much knew that it was going to take two hours two hours or 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then you know you could plan accordingly so that was always good well, that's you, true. Know, you gotta remember sports writers are always people say oh you were so for so and so and so and so no we were for games to be decisively determined in time to for us to get our writing done and uh hit our deadlines yeah. so um but one thing people will scoff at or laugh at or be surprised by I, I, a really good high school track meet was a whole lot of fun to cover it's got all these events all these great young athletes high school state meets were always fun to cover so um the, the uh i was gonna ask you this at your at your going away party and I'm just kind of like I said, shy, but what, what would you have done if you, if you said at the time, I like sports, I like covering sports. Mm-hmm. And my, my question was, what would you have done if you hadn't uh, been a sports writer? And I might have asked you this since then on the air, but refresh my memory. What would you have done if you hadn't been a sports I writer? I don't really know. I mean, I, had wor- I was working before I got into the sports business. Mm-hmm. I had been editor of the VCU alumni magazine. I had worked in publications at VCU, that type of thing. I suppose I would have pursued that and done what I could. Um, but it worked out. If you're going to have a, have to work, 
being a sports writer is a pretty good doggone good way to have a career. The, the time has flown by. I apologize. We've got to run on out of here. I want to thank the callers, listeners, all of our great sponsors, Alan, another side of the glass, and you for coming on. Especially, I mean, thank you. Thank you for coming on. We're going to do it again as we get closer. All right, we will. And thank right. you for having me. Well, thank you. I'm Augusta today, noon to one. Come on out and see us. Hannah Square Shopping Center, Bell Creek. Thank you, and thank you, Paul Woody, Hall of Famer. Home for Richmond Spiders.